Welcome to episode 2 of Your Voice of Wrestling, Monday Night Raw, for May 18th. Got your rules and your religion, all designed to keep you safe. But when rules start getting broken, you start questioning your faith. I have a voice that is my savior, hates to love and loves to hate. I have a voice that has the knowledge and the power to rule your faith. Take a look at Raw for this week, folks. We start off with Triple H and Stephanie back in the ring. Hooray, we have Stephanie McMahon back on TV. She is one of the best heels we do have on wrestling today. Uh, she announces tonight is Rollins' tribute night, Architect of a Dream. Great tagline. I'm surprised they haven't used that before now. They unveil the vacated IC title. Talk a little bit about Daniel Bryan, how he couldn't cut it which makes me think that we'll see more of him. I don't think they'd be talking garbage about him if he really was, like, permanently out at this point. I think, I'm think i hoping that's a little bit of, hey, people aren't expecting him, so when he does show up at some point in the future, it'll have that much more of an impact. But at that point, we get Seamus coming down, interrupting. Once again, the crowd does not like Seamus. We do not like the Mohawk. I still think he looks like he should be promoting WWE Immortals. He wants to be handed the IC title because he's the one who took out Daniel Bryan. Ryback interrupts because he doesn't like bullies. So he then proceeds to bully Stephanie McMahon and attempt to bully Sheamus. Um, the authority deems they will both be in the match at the Elimination Chamber for the IC title, but will face each other tonight. And that leads us to our first match of the night, folks. And that's Sheamus versus Ryback. Pretty good back-and-forth match. Pretty standard fare for these two brawling as they go. Once again, I've, I've been more impressed with Sheamus lately. I do prefer him in his villainous role. Uh, the end of this match came when uh, Sheamus basically fakes an eye injury, is sitting there covering up, covering up. Referee finally backs Ryback off, and as soon as a little bit of distance between them, Sheamus bro kicks his head off. Not a bad way to end the match, it was pretty good. Uh, this match, however, is followed by one of my favorite backstage segments we've had in a while. The authorities sitting there sort of smooching, talking about Rollins, how he's going to be have his tribute stuff tonight, and Dean Ambrose shows up. And Rollins like, up, oh, you know, we talked about this, you move to the back of the line. You're no longer a contender for the world title. And Ambrose looks him square in the face, he's like, you know what, I'm going to offer you a rematch. I beat you a few weeks ago on Raw. And I'm going to offer you a rematch where you put your world WWE World Heavyweight title on the line. Of course, Rollins says no, and Kane books him in a match with Bray Wyatt. But personally, I just love the gall of Dean Ambrose to show up and be like, you know what, you're the World Heavyweight Champion, but you know what, I'm going to offer you a rematch from that time that I kicked your ass. That's just such a cool moment that I really enjoyed it. There's lots of cool moments like that tonight, that's why I really enjoyed Raw. Uh, the match after this, we have... Well, first Neville comes out. It is a pre-match interview with uh, Renee Young. Hooray, I am very glad to see Renee Young in a much more prominent role on Raw. I think she's a great talent. I think she's one of the few people that's really witty and quick-witted on the mic. So I'm always glad to see more of her. And she basically 
runs down who Neville is, where he comes from, his NXT history. They talk about his longest reigning NXT champion ever. Which brings out Bo Dallas. Which was awesome. I couldn't believe it. And Bo Dallas comes down, starts talking a little about NXT, and they make the point of, hey, you know what? Neville had this great title run, and you know how he got that record-breaking title run? He beat Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas attacks the bandaged knee from Neville's match at the pay-per-view last night against Barrett, and then goes and sits down to do commentary, which was amazing. And Bo Dallas on commentary tonight was... It was just about perfect. Him sitting there being ridiculously polite to everybody on the commentary team, talking about how now when Neville overcomes this knee injury, he'll have accomplished so much. So he didn't really do anything to Neville. He just set up Neville to achieve more. Great. I love the heelish motivational speaker. I think it's perfect. Uh, the course of the match, Neville, basically his knee does not hold up. So it's, it's very, it's basically that speed versus power match you sort of expect, but a lot of it, like, just the knee won't hold hold up. He goes to sort of suplex Barrett, and the knee buckles on him. And in the end, uh, Barrett does take his head off with the bullhammer elbow and gets the victory. Post-match, once again, Bo Dallas attacking the knee and wraps it right around the ring post. I am super stoked about this. I really can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, after that, we have uh, Rusev comes out, cuts basically the classic promo we all expected. Angry Rusev, I didn't quit. Then they talk, start talking about all the commentaries, talking about, hey, well, they actually have translated this at this point, and it does say that he quit in Bulgarian. And he's like, you know what? I speak your language. I didn't say I quit. I shouldn't have lost the match. Which is when Lana shows up. Lana comes out and she's, Hey, I did this for you. I did this for us. I was trying to protect you. Rusev flips out. There is no us. It's all about me. You need to leave. Go away. I don't want you here. There, Just go away and never come back. It basically kicks her to the curb. This is, a, I really think they're building Rusev and Lana to be the next Mark Marrow Sable. I think I've been seeing little hints of that for the past week or so, and I think it's going to be really amazing if they pull the trigger on it like this. Uh, after that, we get uh, Ambrose's match with Bray Wyatt, uh, his punishment for basically trying to challenge Rollins. Uh, they had a great match the two of them put on together. In the end, uh, Bray Wyatt does win because J&J security interferes. They push Ambrose off the top rope. Bray grabs him. Hits Sister Abigail and gets the pinfall. You know what? This It's a cheap win, but it doesn't take anything away from Bray Wyatt. I like Bray Wyatt being the monster and the authority basically deciding he's going to be the people they feed people to who basically need to be punished. I like that a lot. Uh, after that, we have Cesaro and Tyson Kidd taking on the New Day as a rematch with Xavier Woods banned from ringside for the twin magic bit they pulled at the pay-per-view last night. Uh, this was a good back-and-forth match. These teams got a ton of chemistry. And plus, you've got Natalia and her cat suitling. Smoking hot. Uh, in the end, New Day does get DQ'd. They're basically just double-teaming them, kicking them down at the corner. Um, they're just total blatant uh, disrespect to the referee, not abiding by the rules. At which point, the Lucha Dragons show up in their brand-new 
uh, attire, different colors. It was purple and blue, I believe. Uh, followed by Los Matadores, the Ascension, the Primetime Players. Hey, look, it's all the people that'll be involved in the Elimination Chamber match later. Big brawl, and at the end, the Primetime Players, the guys left standing tall at the end. Uh, after that, we have my favorite segment of the night. John Cena comes out for his U.S. Open Challenge. He comes out, sort of does the whole, you know what, the WWE World Heavyweight title is the title. That's the one everyone wants to fight over. But this is the match. This is the title I can have the important matches with. I can have all the big matches, but I don't have to worry about people politicking. This is our title. And in the course of probably about five minutes, he takes a crowd that's pretty much mostly against him and manages to bring them back around to his side, which is pretty impressive considering how split that crowd was. After that, uh, he basically does his whole, hey, here's the open challenge. Anyone who wants a match, come on down. And Kevin Owens walks out and makes his raw debut. NXT title over his shoulder, wearing his KO t-shirt, walks down to the ring and stares Tina square in the face and basically lays it all on the line. He basically is like, you know what? If you don't know who I am, it doesn't matter. Because those of you who do know, that's the important ones. Cena basically takes the step back and does the whole, you know what? L let me introduce you. Hey everyone, this is Kevin Owens, NXT champion. And Owens, as always, is like nice and polite and cold and calculating. And it does the whole, well, that's very nice of you, but you know what? They don't really matter, which Cena takes offense to. It does the whole, you know what? You're the new kid on the block around here. Like, these people are the reason that we're all here. They're the reason that all of this happens. So as the, let me lay some advice on you. And Owen flips his top. He's like, you know what? I might not have been in the WWE. I might not have been on Raw. I've been doing this longer than you have. And just rips Cena up one side and down the other. It was beautiful. And this is what I think people have been waiting for. Where, once again, we are acknowledging there is wrestling outside of the WWE. This is key, folks. For a long time, we have dealt with, like, the WWE considers everything they do to be wrestling. There is no wrestling outside of the WWE. NXT, we've talked about Hideo Tommy coming from Japan. We've talked about Neville coming from England. We've talked about... Finn Balor's background, but we've never done that on Raw, at least not probably in the last 10 years. So this is a big sort of pivotal moment that I don't think people recognized. So after that, uh, Cena is all fired up, he's ready to go, and Owens turns to him and says, you know what, I'll fight you one day, but today's not that day. And Cena looks all sorts of confused, uh, Neville basically cheap shots him, kicks him in the gut. Uh, Irish whips him to the ropes and hits the pop-up powerbomb in the middle of the ring. Walks over, picks up the NXT title, picks up the US title, drops the US title next to Cena, stomps on it, and he's left standing tall, uh, holding the NXT title over Cena. Now, folks, that is how you make an impact. That's how you have somebody show up and establish star power. Sami Zayn did it a week ago, and Owens did it again. There's two completely different setups two completely different styles, but now everyone on Raw knows who these two guys are, and they know that NXT TakeOver is this week. And if they're not looking forward to it, I don't know what to tell you at this, folks. But that was, to me, one of the best debuts of I've seen in a long time on Raw. Uh, we followed that up with Dolph Ziggler versus Stardust. Uh, sort of a throwaway match. It wasn't there to do anything other than have Ziggler in the ring after he won. And that's when we get the interview. 
Cole basically has this quick little interview with him, congratulates him on his win, and announces that he's going to be the final participant in the IC title match at Elimination Chamber. At which point, Lana shows up, walks down to the ring, stands there, sort of makes eyes at Ziggler for a minute, and turns and kisses him. Ziggler immediately sort of gets panicky. Well, first of all, he smiles, he enjoys it, and then he gets panicky. He's looking over his shoulder, like, where's Rusev? What's going on here? But nope, Rusev doesn't show up. He doesn't come out of the crowd. Crowd chants one more time. They kiss one more time. Once again, Ziggler gets paranoid. Hey, what's going on here? Is Rusev gonna jump me? At which point, Rusev finally does show up. He comes down the entrance ramp really angry. I believe he shoves Ziggler out of the way. He gets up in the face of Lana. Hey, what are you doing? She smiles sort of prettily at him. And Dolph Ziggler hits the zigzag from behind. Lays out Rusev. And then Ziggler and Lana leave arm in arm up the entrance ramp together. And Rusev is left fuming in the ring. Once again, perfect setup. I think they're building a great sort of face momentum for Lana. Heel heat for Rusev. Once again, very much sort of feels like the Mark Merrow stable thing. We have, next up, we get Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, the un- they're once again reunited Wyatt family, taking on the brand new tag team of Fandango and Zack Ryder. As you can probably guess, Rowan and Harper win this one pretty handily. I'm glad to see Zack Ryder on Raw, not so happy to see him being squashed by the Wyatts. Although he does have the line of the night with, let's go Dango, when he's trying to reach in and get Fandango to tag him in. So if we don't have Dango signs for Fandango yet, they need to be made. Uh, After this, we have uh, Nikki Bella defending her Divas title against Naomi. As the Bellas are on the way to the ring, Stephanie stops them, uh, basically makes a few comments about, hey, you know what, I understand you're in a tough place right now, Brie, because Daniel's been hurt, and we know that puts you in a tender spot, and we want what's best for you. So we're bringing some counseling for you, and that's going to take place right now. So Nikki's forced to go to the ring by herself. Naomi comes out, of course, with Mina. And we have a really good back and forth match between the two of these girls. It's amazing what happens now when you give people time for matches, which I think WWE's being a lot better about. They're consciously being a lot better about it. As long as this stays in the front of their mind, I think we'll be fine. Uh, in the end, Nikki Bella does get the upper hand. She picks Naomi up for the rack attack, which is when Tamina slides in and just super kicks her head off. Yes, there's lots of people's heads being taken off by super kicks, bro kicks, and bullhammer elbows this week. Um, at that point, it's a two-on-one beatdown, and we hear Paige's music kick up. Paige runs down the ring, runs off Naomi and Tamina with the help of Nikki, and you have the two of them sitting there in the ring together. What's going to happen? And Paige once again lays out Nikki Bella, hits the rampage on her, and holds up the Divas title, and this is her house. I'm cool with this. I haven't been buying the Bellas as faces. I know, hey, they're fighting the heels, so we have to cheer for them now, but the Bellas have been so wishy-washy booked on, hey, are they supposed to be good guys? Are they supposed to be bad guys? Should we like them? Should we hate them? And that's not doing them any favors. So having Paige come out there and be like, hey, I'm attacking the bad guys, but you know what? I still don't like Nikki Bella. It lays her out. I like that. That's very much a very good fan perceptive. uh, perception at that point. Uh, After that, there's Triple H and Owen are seen backstage talking. Owen walks away. Renee asks him, hey, what was that about? Owens gets his match with Cena at the Elimination Chamber. That's going to be cool to see. Uh, The end of the night, we have our Architect of a Dream segment. It is all paying tribute to Rollins. 
They continue playing up some of the tension between uh, Kane and Rollins here. They have a great video package about Rollins and how he got where he is. I love the whole, there's, they're still playing up that nothing has been handed to him line, which I think is amazing. Until Dean Ambrose crashes the party. So you've got Dean Ambrose sort of swaggers down at the ring, and he's facing off against Seth Rollins, Kane, Triple H, Stephanie, and J&J security. So basically like six on one. And they even call, Stephanie even called out like, what are you, crazy? And it's Ambrose like, hey, you know what? I really want to grant you that rematch, and you really want to put your title on the line. And Rollins gets sort of cocky about it with a, hey, you know what? You don't want to do this. You don't want to be here. You're going to get hurt. At which point, Triple H is like, yep, taps my shoulder. Go ahead, you take care of him. So the rest of the authority sort of backs off, and Ziggler, uh, sorry, not Ziggler, and Rollins and Ambrose go at it. Of course, J&J Security gets involved. Uh, he fights them off, though. Uh, and in the end, he basically pulls uh, the cloth off the little table at ringside to reveal, hey, look, it's a little pallet of cinder blocks again. He basically gets Rollins pinned down the cinder blocks. He's standing one foot on his head. He's got a steel chair in his hand, basically threatening to end Rollins at that point. And Stephanie tells him, stop, you know what? We'll give you your title shot. Presumably at Elimination Chamber, but that wasn't specified. Uh, Ambrose agrees. At that point, uh, the numbers do overwhelm him, with it being Kane involved as well, and we end the night with Rollins hitting the pedigree on Ambrose in the middle of the ring. I thought that was a great way to end the show. Um, sure, it's, once again, people aren't super happy, because look at that, that's the authority going out on top. You get your unhappy ending of the show, and that's what people tend to remember. But, you know what, this forwards the storyline even further. So the question is, after tonight's show, where do we go from here? Well, we've got Neville versus Bo Dallas, the NXT feud continues. I'm looking forward to this. These guys can go, they can put on a hell of a show, and I think they know each other well enough that their caliber of matches, I'm assuming there's going to be more than one, will elevate both of them and get them more on the radar for Raw. I really can't wait to see where this Rusev-Lana bit goes. I don't know if they're permanently separated at this point. They're just going to go their separate ways. But I sort of like the Mark Merrow's Sable-ish thing that was going on. Uh, great suggestion I've seen online. New Day keeps going with their New Day rocks. Well, the crowd's chance New Day sucks. We need New Day socks. That's right, folks. I need socks that I can put on my feet with the New Day logo on it. So every time the crowd says New Day socks, they should have like a t-shirt candy and just be firing them out into the crowd. I think it would be amazing. Uh, what's going on with the Divas title? Uh, now we've got Naomi versus Nikki, and now we have Paige in there as well. I'm starting, waiting to basically see where that's all going to boil out. I would probably guess we're going to get a triple threat elimination chamber for the Divas title. That's my gut feeling. Seth Rollins. Now, I know a lot of people have not been happy with them taking away the curb stomp, uh, with the way he's been handled recently. We've seen that he can wrestle amazing matches, but he's basically protected by J&J security. Everything they do with Rollins is intentional at this point, folks. I'm going to tell you this as someone who's been watching wrestling forever. You want to see him flip fly around. You want to see him hit amazing moves, but instead we get Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury interfering in his matches. That's to get everyone to boo, and it works. We know he can wrestle. He pulls it off when he has to. We've seen crazy moves at WrestleMania. We've seen the Phoenix Splash. It all works. And they took away the curb stomp and people weren't happy. He had the double underhook DVT. People were unhappy. And now he's using the pedigree. If there was not a way... 
there is not a better way to cement him as the new chosen one than to have Triple H hand him his finisher. That's the icing on the cake, folks. They're rubbing salt and lemon juice into the wounds of people not liking the fact that Rollins is the hand-chosen champion. And it works. Listen to the reaction. Uh, my last thing I wanted to say about this week's show is where are the Mega Powers? Everyone loved it. Everyone loved Macho Man Dow, Axel Mania, especially on the Payback pre-show when we had the full regalia. I've seen the promos from the WWE app. They had like a four-hour attempted handshake where Eden Styles couldn't get an interview with them. That was amazing. They should very much be in that Elimination Chamber match. Speaking of Elimination Chamber, we've got uh, three matches booked for it so far. We have the IC title match being R-Truth versus Sheamus versus King Barrett versus Ryback versus Ziggler versus Rusev. I really want to see Ziggler win that. I'm going to guess we're probably going to wind up with either Barrett or Rusev winning would be my gut hunch, but I will keep pulling it hoping for Ziggler on that. Other question is, every time there's an IC title match, why is our truth suddenly in the mix for that? Interesting question that I don't have an answer to. We also have the WWE Tag Team Title Elimination Chamber match. The New Day versus Kid and Cesaro versus the Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores versus the Ascension versus the Primetime Players. I want to see Kid and Cesaro walk with the titles. I'm guessing with all of their press with uh, Titus O'Neil being father of the year, that he the primetime players will probably wind up with the win on that, but we'll have to wait and see. And the last match we have for Elimination Chamber right now is John Cena versus Kevin Owens. I'm going to guess that we're going to see something like what Kevin Owens pulled with Sami Zayn, where he agrees to the match, but he's only really going to agree to the match if he puts the title on the line. I don't think they're going to let Kevin Owens beat John Cena in his first pay-per-view match but I'm willing to bet he's going to have a hell of a showing. That's my Raw review, folks. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. For information on future episodes, please follow me on Twitter at Major underscore Rampage. I also want to thank Kyle and Oliver for our theme song, which is their acoustic cover of Randy Orton's voices. You can find them on YouTube at Kyle and Oliver, all one word. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. We can keep growing. Thank you very much. Your I hear voices in my head, they cancel me.